Welcome, everybody. It's your host, Rick, and this is Get Unstuck, Live Happy and Free, a podcast that I hope uh, will definitely help you out in life with some of the crap that we all got to go through. Um, please uh, do check out the show notes. You'll see some uh, great resources there, links to our guests. And please uh, check out the donation links if you can, or buy me a gosh darn coffee if you like. I'm happy to take it um, and really do appreciate it. It helps keep the show alive. Uh, like I say, you can link up with our guests as well there. So if you hear somebody on the show that you're interested in what they do or want to read their books or whatever, uh, you can see the links uh, for them in the show notes as well if they've got some. Um, and yes, and please check out uh, on redbubble.com. You just go redbubble.com and do a search for Studio 17 Designs. Um, that's studio and then the number 17 designs with the letter Z. Uh, they've got uh, some great funny and inspirational like birthday and holiday, Halloween, Christmas and stuff for dancers, I think in the movie and TV business folks, but just for everybody. Um, so great inspirational uh, sayings and slogans and funny stuff that, you know, you can throw onto a t-shirt or a hat or a mug and Put it at your desk at work when you're having a crappy day and lift your spirits up. Um, but uh, please support them as well. Hopefully it can help you get through some of the crappy stuff that we all go through. And uh, now we're just continuing on with part two of the last podcast. So check out part one of this. So you know where we left off and what the hell we're talking about. Enjoy. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I wouldn't put a time frame on it. In fact, if you put a time frame on it, like every month or every year, you're really kind of limiting yourself because these mm. revelations and these red flags or, you know, um, signs that you should be kind of reevaluating your situation, uh, they, they, they don't, uh, they're not constrained to certain times. So yeah. I would say one thing for, for people to do is really pay attention to your gut intuition. And, you know, it's like, that can be described in so many different ways. Right. It can be, yeah. People can say it's spirit coming through and source providing guidance, and it's up to you to, to, you know, act on it or not, you know, but, you know, there are many different explanations for it, but the bottom line is, is you have a feeling and, and, and all of us have these, you know, where we just, something just doesn't feel right. Um, and I think that we need to pay attention to our gut gut intuition, because if something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. But, you know, I'm also a big believer in knowledge is power. And I think that like every situation is different, but if you're looking at like kind of my situation with domestic abuse and, you know, family type trauma, and, you know, in my case, it also involves parental alienation of adult children, which is, mm. is just devastating for any parent. 
Uh, but I, I think that it's just really important that you learn about it and you learn about mm. what is gaslighting. Right. There um, you go. That's what, great advice. Yeah. What is gaslighting? Because, you know, and, and for those people that have heard the term and don't really know kind of what it means. Yes. Uh, go uh, ahead and explain that. Could you please? Sure. Sure. There's many definitions, but you know, and, and the term itself came from a 1944 movie called Gaslighting. Mm. Um, where uh, one spouse was um, slowly trying to make the other spouse feel like they were going crazy, that they were forgetful, that they they just didn't see what they saw or they they didn't really hear what they heard and you know and that actually happens in relationships um it can even be in friendships and in family dynamic situations where you know you are slowly methodically very covertly um manipulated to to where you kind of question your worth or your abilities and so even a very accomplished person that could be successful in so many other areas of, in, of their life could find themselves really kind of, you know, weak in a way and just questioning and just almost getting worn out to where they'll just allow the other person to just take care of things that really um, they should be involved in right, and taking and, advantage and of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're taking advantage of. So guess, you know, I say, but getting back to your question, I think really learning the terms and understanding some of the, the methods that abusers or toxic mm -hmm. people use to manipulate, I think then you start to realize what you're experiencing before it gets way out of hand, you know, right. so that yeah. you can understand it. Another big strategy that abusers will use is they'll isolate you. And, you know, you, you almost get to the point where you isolate yourself. So they don't want you to have a support system of friends, family, and neighbors. In fact, they've already done a smear campaign, you know, um, to, to kind of set the groundwork um, yeah, right. so that when the relationship does end and, and, you know, many of them do end at some point that they've already aligned everyone like on a particular side with, with outright lies, like really outlandish, you know, comments, mm -hmm. but also very skilled with half truths. So something mm -hmm. that really could be believable but you know it puts the other person in a bad light right and and so it's it's all based on a false narrative and then of course if children are involved um there's that whole rewriting of memories you know just uh mm -hmm. the the real attempt to to negate you know um that normal range parents love and that type of thing so i think i think it's important to be to arm yourself with knowledge and I, that really almost sets you free because then it validates what you've been through and then it kind of makes helps you make sense of what you went through but also kind of help you you know from a distance see see this coming with other people so you don't engage anymore yeah i think you made two really great points there and one is that Sometimes our ego, you know, can blind us to the fact that 
um, you know, we are just human and we can, you know, uh, you know, get the uh, wool pulled over our eyes or we can be taken advantage of in some areas that, uh, you know, we're not as brilliant as maybe we thought we were be just because we're great in like other things doesn't mean that we're great in everything, right? So um, it's possible that we're missing something um, or that, um, there's trouble a brewing and we're not aware of it. Others might be able to see that and, and we can't. So I think, you know, listening to, you know, what friends or family might say to you about your work situation, about, you know, your relationship situation, whatever it might be, do pay attention to what people say. You know, there's a, a reason why people are saying something. Maybe they're noting some of the red flags that you don't note, you know, and maybe, um, your boss has done a good enough job to do what you say, uh, you know, what you mentioned about, you know, um, sort of setting up the situation that maybe you don't even take those red flags seriously, but people outside the situation do. And that obviously comes about a lot in relationships where, you know, your friend says to you, God, why do you let them do that to you? Or gee, am I, you know, uh, it just doesn't seem right. They treat you like that, or they do that to you in front of other people or whatever. And, I don't want to say brainwash, but, you know, it's very possible that, you know, you, you just don't see it in the way that you would see it if you were outside of the situation. So I think the other great point that you make in order to try and avoid that uh, right there is, you know, reading up on stuff ahead of time, just building your knowledge base. I mean, there's nothing just because you've got a car as an example and, you know, the car is running great and it's the best car you've ever had. It might be the best car you have for life. Um, but there's nothing wrong with reading up ahead of time on, you know, what to watch out for, um, you know, when the red light goes off or how to fix something. If something breaks, there's nothing wrong with being prepared. Um, and you can catch some things earlier. It's not saying that you don't trust the car, you don't love the car. So if you're talking about a relationship and you're reading up on, you know, uh, things about, um, you know, difficulties that can come about and how you can solve those, or even simple things like a book, like the seven languages of love, where you're reading up on, you know, realizing like, gee, not everybody expresses love in the same way, or they don't all say it the same way. And even with something like that, when you realize that and you see how your partner or your, you know, family member is expressing their care and affection, and maybe before you read that book, you would have thought, gee, they just don't care. They don't really care. They don't love me just because they're not saying it or showing it in the same way that maybe you express love and caring. But now that you read something ahead of time and you armed yourself with knowledge, like our guest said, um, you can realize, oh, you know what? They actually do care. They just express it in a different way. And as long as that's a positive, healthy way, then that's totally okay and fine that, you know, they've got a different way of expressing it. Um, so I, I love the stuff that you're saying and, and I probably, it leads right into the books that you write, whether they're just, um, you know, fiction, nonfiction, I'm very curious about, you know, your writing and, you know, that's certainly one thing that we hear a lot. And I always suggest to people is write it out, you know, write those feelings out, the thoughts out, the questions, and then try and address them one at a time. It's great to journal just for getting things out. It's great to journal so you can look back and and say, wow, I shouldn't do that anymore. Look, you know, what got me into that situation or a good way to organize, you know, 
your your thoughts or goals that you're going after, whether that's in a relationship or whether that's work that you can look back at this question on that page and you go, yeah, I still got to think about that. Like, I don't know how to get, you know, uh, you know, some progress on that particular item or issue. So you kind of don't forget about them and have the day-to-day -day life, uh, you know, overtake you. And now that issue gets buried and, um, and you don't ever address it. So I'm curious for you as an author, um, what are the things that you write about? And, um, you know, how did you get that muscle started um, after you've made this big change? Yeah, well, you know, I agree. I think that writing is, is very therapeutic in so many ways in just organizing your thoughts or, or just getting these ideas out of your body and physically onto a page. But uh, before I get into that, I just like to mention something that, you know, respond to something you said, you know, um, it's okay to use the term brainwashing because, you know, it's hard to realize that some people would have malevolent intentions, but, you know, some people are very calculated. And, and even though this is yeah, something that true. you would that you would never do, other people might do. And I, I love that you talked about how different people express love, you know, or friendship in different ways. And, and so what might be harsh to you could be their way of really expressing care and concern. But I think there is a fine line and I, you've got to be discerning about that because actually sometimes even your closest friends could be people that are betraying you that are that don't have your same values and that you know you are trauma bonded with so again another term to look up is is trauma bonded um, but, you know, getting back to the books I wrote, um, you know, I didn't really set out to be an author. Um, I, you know, was a high school teacher for 35 years and a university professor for 12 of those years. So I always loved writing and, and reading. Um, but I was close to retirement. And so, you know, I moved, you know, when all of this came down and I suffered such significant losses of everything, you know, my home, my money, you know, and like I said, even my children to, a, to parental alienation, I, I really, you know, knew in, in my heart of hearts that I was a, a, um, a very worthy individual and I deserve to be treated well and I wanted a happy life. And I also acknowledge though that everyone has their own journey. So, you know, um, I still had more left on my journey. So I moved to the Caribbean um, three years ago uh, from the Chicago suburbs. And really my plan was just to, you know, um, just enjoy my surroundings and relax some after a very involved, you know, but very rewarding and successful career as an educator. Um, but, you know, I ended up, what prompted me into writing is I had to have a garage sale and, um, you know, I had to unload a lot of these material possessions, you know, that the, the, I wasn't able to stay in our home and, um, I knew I had to downsize and, um, but at this particular garage sale, I had some absolute miracles, spiritual miracles happen to me that were very transformative. And just like anyone that has had a near-death experience, in my case, I had STEs, which are spiritual transformative experiences. 
And, you know, it was always in a state of gratitude and and thankfulness, you know, yeah, I just came Mm -hmm. from a, from a place of love when I really could have been broken and sad and Mm -hmm. mad, you know, I didn't have those negative feelings, but that also, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but how did you do that? Just because that, you know, some people like I have an aunt who, you know, that, that, just fortunate i think i don't know if that's biology or what uh, it wasn't training and or or knowledge based in her part but for those who um have you know those rough things happen or whatever you like you say you could have been um you know so angry about that bitter or whatever and and you were lucky uh, and i don't know if it's luck or what it was so that's why i'm asking you how was it that you did go in the other direction or it didn't take you down that route? You know, I I think it's a combination of things. You know, when I did the deep dive and looked into my family of origin situation, there were tremendous intergenerational abuse, you know, moments. And, And I think that, you know, as a coping mechanism, you know, as a child, I think that I just would always kind of rise above and just knew that, you know, I needed to get through my situation. So I just, you know, I think there was something just within me that had, you know, a positive outlook on things that I would, and then I would also take steps to really constructively survive situations. I mean, I started college at a very early age and, and part of that was just to get the heck out of my home situation and move on to mm. something more safe and happier and productive mm. and that type of thing. So I think that, you know, um, I think that I had early training, I think, on how to handle this adversity. I think it's part of just who I am. Um, I've never been one to just sit on the pity pot, you know, uh, and, and to just woe is me, anything like that, because actually, you know, when you, when you open your eyes to the world situation, just in general with relationships and, and, and people's, you know, situations, mm-hmm. there's always going to be someone that has it worse. Much than worse. You. Yeah, exactly. And, and so like in my situation, you know, it's, it's devastating losing your children to parental alienation. I mean, I'm going on almost a decade without my loving, beautiful children in my life. Um, but I try to look at it with the glass half full concept is like, wow, how lucky was I that I had 20 years with one child or that I had 30 years with another child where a lot of people will just focus on the negative that right. of where it's at right now. Um, and I think, you know, the, the whole process of healing and, um, and research to try to understand the dynamics of things to make sense of it. And also the, the knowing that we all have our own journey. And then just even my own journey that, you know, it took me into my sixties before I, I even addressed some of my own family of origin issues, you know, so things like this take time. So I think that it really, I think, you know, there's no easy answer or easy fix. I just think some of it is mindset and how we choose to look at things. I think we are faced with a choice. And, you know, I've just always been someone who is filled with love and goodness and honesty. And I think 
all of that just, you know, helped me um, survive this situation because yeah. really after you escape an abusive, toxic situation, lots of times the, the negative uh, repercussions ramp up afterwards. So that right. can go on for years and years, even a lifetime, uh, because some people can be obsessed with your destruction. And, and so they put a lot of effort into oh, continuing right. to put obstacles in your way so that, you know, you're just to dim your light, but right. you don't have to allow this, you know, to dim your light, you know, just to take things in a constructive manner. So I think, I think that is what really helped me. But I think, like I said, I had early training as, a, as in my youth to handle some of this adversity and kind of be independent and be strong and really realize, you know, it was up to me how I was going to deal with this. No one was going to come as a to fix it for me there you go it's like uh, it's it can be a, such a sobering thought but if you look at it in the other way it can be such an empowering thought when you when you say no one is coming to rescue me right so you can sit there and say that's terrible or you can sit there and say okay well now that's great because it's in my control to learn how to swim. It's in my control to learn how to do something different. Um, and I can be my own self savior. Um, and it's in your power and in your control to do that. I'm so glad to hear that your writing has been a, a big help in uh, you doing that as well. So we've just got uh, two minutes left here. So um, please do let the listeners out there know, um, you know, what they can get uh, from, you know, uh, hopefully they're able to uh, get to some of your writing, read your books, where can they find them online? And what are some of those books about? Um, and where can they just, um, you know, uh, enjoy, you know, some things that have come out of your journey? Sure. Well, my books and my events, everything are on my website, which is the title of my first spiritual fiction, God came to my garage sale.com. Great. Name. And yeah, that, and, and, but then I went on, you know, the last year and a half to write a five book series called true deceit, false love, which really provides tools creative ways with poetry and word search and references and terminology um, to a deal with domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, parental alienation, and then doing the deep dive into intergenerational family trauma. There's lots of how-to books out there and lots of uh, resources, whether it's in literature or podcasts. Um, so, you know, I'm just one of many that are trying to contribute to helping people you know, with the awareness of this, but all my books can be found on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. And then my publisher is Balboa Press, which is a division of Hay House, All right, uh, which and is all about spirituality and love and self self-development, self-actualization. And once again, the website. It is www.GodCameToMyGarageSale.com. Com. That's awesome. And um, they can just search your name in Google as well, right? I'm sure that'll bring sure. up your book. So go ahead and, and just give them the correct spelling of it. Sure. My name is Marnie, M-A-R-N-I, Hill, H-I-L-L, -L, and my last name is Faderero. So it's F, like Frank, O-D, 
E-R-A-R-O. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on board and um, and, and uh, coming on board after our scheduled mishap. Apologies on air for that as well, but I'm glad we were able to connect. And it's really great that you're, uh, you know, using that positivity, um, you know, and the difficult times to help more people out there. So do check out Marnie's website, her book. I hope those are going to be more tools for your toolbox to go out there and uh, address those problems that might come up in your everyday life, whether it's uh, work, personal, or whatever it may be. I'm sure uh, Marnie's books can help you out uh, experiencing her personal journey and uh, getting you to uh, maybe ask yourself a few questions along the way to make sure you're checking in, make sure you're aware and uh, you can catch anything before it gets too bad, hopefully. So uh, one of the things you can do to keep uh, checking in with yourself is coming on back to this podcast and hear another share about uh, what they've done in life in order to help them out of difficult situations. So I hope as it has helped others, it can help you get unstuck, live happy and free. Take care now, everybody. We'll see you next time right here. Same place, same time. Just check in anytime, actually. It's a podcast. You can listen to it anytime, anywhere. So come on back and check out the rest of the episodes. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of the day. Bye now.